coming to you from the lab where they talk about guns, gear, training, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Mike and Big Key, and this is The Gun Experiment. How's it going, everybody, and welcome to The Gun Experiment. This week, Keith and I talk with the marketing director for Night Vision Sites, discuss site options, and review new range bags. I want to remind everyone that we release new content every Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and share the show with friends. And as always, I cannot start the show without the big man across the table. My co-host, Big Keith, is in the house. Keith, what's going on? Well, you know, I had to mow the lawn today before Yeah, I mine's getting kind of long. I got I think this week, that's my uh, weekend thing. I kind of was, I got home and I... I I, I don't want to say I forgot that I had the podcast, but I wasn't really paying attention. I was like, ah, let me let me just mow the lawn real quick. Then I want to do it over the weekend. And uh, then I got all comfortable. And next thing I know, it was like, you. you texted me. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to get up there. <laughs> so uh, here I am. So I'm here. Cool. So um, uh, what else? Nothing. You had your big competition. Yeah. Well, uh, we've been talking it, about it. I have been. And, you know, by the time this airs, it'll be quite a bit in the distant past. But uh, it was a great time. Uh, West Point was awesome. Their weapons combat team was uh, top notch. Um, I, we didn't really talk about it when we when we talked about describing the show with Beck and Frank, but it was a fundraiser for their weapons combat team, and um, all the cadets, you know, broke up into teams and each built uh, their own station and their own sort of task at at each one, and uh, got to shoot some fun things that uh, you know I can't believe I was shooting in New York, but I guess it's on federal property, so it's all right. Very cool. Um, but yeah, it was a blast. And uh, the range bag we're going to talk about, that was an excellent test for it. Cool. You know, I mean, I had to lug that thing around all day, and yeah. it was perfect. Awesome. So we're getting into this thing, but before we do, I want to talk about our friends over at Target Sports USA. Everyone knows their everyday pr- ammo prices are already an outstanding deal, but if you want to save money, check out their Ammo Plus membership, which gets you 8% off, free shipping on ammo, order priority, and in-stock product alerts. Go visit them at targetsportsusa.com. Uh, I, I believe someone reached out to me when they were in, this is going back a ways now, but when they were in... Uh, at the NRA show. Uh-huh. And I, someone said like, oh yeah, I stopped by and, and, and talked to those guys. Did they get some swag? I don't know. Oh, I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. It was, I, maybe they said they were going to go talk to him. Okay. I think it was, that's what it was. It was one of our discord people. That'd be cool. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're looking for a way to support us, if I could ask you to make sure that you are subscribed so you don't miss a single episode and leave us a five-star review and comment if you're on Apple and if you're on Spotify, just leave the five stars. That'll do. Uh, I know also on Spotify, they just added a new feature where you can leave feedback. So like if someone like, you know, like the show or if they have a question, like there's a place for them to leave a little comment and I guess it shows up. I just listen on the website. Yeah. So I don't do the Spotify. You know the best but- part about the website? Is if we get shut down, it's there. That's, That's it. why I go there because yeah. I think tomorrow could be the day. <laughs> Do that. Have I said this before? I don't know if I said it on the air or if I've said it to you at all. But uh, when I was building the website, I specifically went to a company that like their whole thing was kind of like libertarian, like you do you. Like we'll, yep. we'll, we're not shutting you down. Okay. And I purposely went with them because I did not want to that. get shut down. Yeah. So well. anyway, all right. So one more thing. Uh, tonight's interview is brought to you by Flatline Fiber Co. Chad and the rest of the crew over at Flatline are an outstanding group of Americans and they're proud gun owners just like you and I. I personally love their padded rifle sling, but they've got so many great products. I guarantee you'll find something that makes your next range day better than your last. Every- I, use, I use their padded rifle sling and the dump pouch all day at the competition. Quality, right? Yep. Yeah, man. I didn't have to go pick up a mag once. <laughs> 
Everything is made by hand in the USA, includes free shipping, and has a lifetime warranty. So use the discount code GUNEXPERIMENT10 at checkout to get 10% off. And thank you for supporting the companies that support the show. So today's guest has spent nearly a decade working within the firearms industry in multiple capacities. From instructing to marketing, she's seen the industry through multiple lenses. She's currently the co-owner of Onsite Firearms Training and the marketing director of Night Vision. Please welcome Rachel Maloney to the show. Hey guys, how are you? Good, how are you? Pretty Doing good. Well. Pretty good. It's pretty cool to be able to come out and do some local media, even though, yeah. Yeah. again, national, but... You didn't have to cool go so to, far. Yeah, not get on a plane to do yeah. something like and this. And you get to hang out with the Miami Vice look. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. I'm just I'm scheming while you guys are doing all your intros on like how to shut everything off <laughs> so that you can see all of our cool tritium stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, there's, there's <laughs> the light switches right there. There's, there's, there's the main switches. Yeah, I already made that. I was like, all right, I hope that's everything. <laughs> we, uh, we love when we have guests in studio. You know, like yeah. a lot of times you can't, unfortunately, have people in. But when people are in, it's a totally different vibe. It's a lot yeah, of fun. Sure. It is it is a good it is a good feeling and uh you know just to be able to be in person and have a conversation in person is good. Not that we don't appreciate everyone that calls in and course, still has the, has the, it takes the time to come on the show. And but. I actually should say uh chopping it up one of our sponsors is on-site firearms training. So thank you. Yeah, And then, absolutely. of course, and uh, it's it's kind of cool to have we'll you. We'll throw a pink in. shirt in there, too. He's, <laughs> yeah. We'll keep him around. Yeah. He's under the umbrella. He's under the know. umbrella. He's in the circle of trust. <laughs> he was in here, right? He was in studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So one of, the, one of the first questions I have for you, Rachel, is, you know, can you point back to any specific memories that sort of pushed you into this industry? Um, you know... Um, into the industry, I think, uh, how, like, how did you see. get here? Yeah. You know, yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? So, uh, I, I, it's an interesting way of asking that question though. Um, well, thank you. You know, I because think. often it's, it's like, how'd you get into the industry? And it's like, well, I'll tell you the, you know, the, the dry story as it were, <laughs> but, um, I grew up without guns. Um, I'm originally from Massachusetts. Um, and, uh, where in mass, uh, South shore. Okay. And um, I'm from a, I'm a little town that um, a, a gentleman named Mr. Alex Hartman is also from. Yep. Yeah. Um, another those of us another in sponsor the north, of the show. Yeah. <laughs> those of us in the Northeast uh, tend to find each other when we're in this industry. There's so few of us. Um, actually, there's quite a bit, but um, I think we tend to get, um, you know, or we tend to find each other like Mercury in this uh, <laughs> yeah. in this area. But the um, the the kind of environment that I lived in was, um, you know, my father was a Marine, my stepfather was Air Force, um, my family is police, fire, military. Um, and, you know, for me, there was never really a negative association. It was just, hey, you know, my mother was very much like, if you're going to be under my roof, you're a child, you're not going to deal with this until later. That's just how she, she did it. And I said, fine. She was never like, I'm never going to talk to you again if you pick up a gun. It was yeah. just, that was her rule. So I was like, cool, I'll do everything else. But so, um, you know, I was shooting archery. I mean, that was totally fine. That oh, was cool. That was cool for her. You um, were, you shot archery at a very high level, correct? I, 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 I like peaked early. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably the best way of putting that. Um, I won state, um, for my age, uh, when I was 13. Okay. So, um, I shot recurve, which is, um, like an indoor Olympic style archery. 
And uh, I still have the same bow because I did not grow very much taller. <laughs> um, pretty much, you know, very efficient with my growth plates. Uh, but ultimately, I, I kind of had this thing where I would go out and play G.I. Joe with all of my friends and I would make bows. Um, that was like a very common thing. I would make things like knives and, you know, spears. I was just one of those people. Um, I was definitely a tomboy when I was a kid and I was just wholesale unafraid of all of that stuff. And as I got older, um, you know, I, I went through art school. You know, this is the, the very typical way to guns, guys. You know, just, <laughs> it's pretty normal for everybody to go to art school and yeah. then get into the firearms industry. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, and then, um, you know, I met, a, I met a guy that I was interested in, and uh, we sort of, you know, kind of figured out, okay, well, you know, it's, it's enough time. We like each other. Let's go on a date. And I say this. Uh, and I look back now with all the like the crime podcast stuff yeah. that's out there. Our first date sounds like it's it's the beginning it of a been crime podcast. A, <laughs> a, a podcast, yeah, it's hilarious. But so the two of us are are like, let's go for our first date um, to a gun range, uh, and you know, in New York, you can't do that. So we drove all the way out to the Poconos. Um, and here I am with somebody I don't know that well. And I'm like, yeah, let's go to a gun range, <laughs> basically stranger dude. Uh, and, uh, you we want a slim gym? Yeah. Pre yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. So I was just one of those people, but, um, you know, the, uh, the experience was great. Um, and I was like, that was a lot of fun. I want to do more of that. Um, couldn't do it because we just had a little bit of life in between. And, um, but, but he and I eventually became my husband. This is Ben. Um, this was in 2001. So, uh, we just both came right back to it as soon as we could. And when we moved out of Brooklyn, it was game on. Um, and that was back in 2004. Uh, and so I was working in the publishing industry, right? So mm -hmm. just kind of like make this, you know, shorten this back up, but I was working in the publishing industry, um, putting my degree to work and, uh, I was miserable. I just, there's just no way around it. I was miserable. Um, I was spending most of my time in a dojo, which was awesome. I loved that. But my like day was just miserable. I worked with some great people. It's not their fault. It's just, it wasn't for me. And um, I just kind of said to myself, I got to get out of here. I got to do something different. And so I started working for myself for a little bit. And uh, there was a company that was nearby after a couple of years of working for myself that needed some help. They needed creative um, they needed somebody that could come in and uh, go to shoots and make sure that people weren't, you know, doing dumb things with firearms because <laughs> it costs a lot of money to put photo shoots on. Yeah. And uh, not always is the talent that's in the in front of the camera a gun handler. They're right. not always gun people. Sure. They're pretty, but they're not yeah. always gun people. <laughs> so, like, the whole package was we need somebody who's creative but also no gun knows guns to come in. I came in and I interviewed with um, uh, the, my now former boss um, uh, over at Kimber, mm -hmm. um, Kimber Firearms and uh, Kimber Manufacturing, and it was um, we we both exchanged horrific jokes, just terrible senses of humor, and I was like, "This is home. This is great. <laughs> I love this industry. I can curse. Terrible senses of humor. Awesome. Game on." So it was a little bit of a, a long process, but um, I definitely walked into the industry after being heavily involved in training. Okay. And that was a huge advantage, and it was a big part of why they hired me, because they needed people who knew guns yeah. to well, come in. I think that definitely is flipped, right? I don't think everyone who gets into this industry or everyone who gets into the gun scene starts with the training like we Correct. all feel like yeah. they it's should. It's uncommon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So- 
<clears throat> as a woman in, in such a male dominated industry, do you feel like you have to work or had to work harder to get the same opportunities or, and, and maybe this is a little unfair because now you've been in it for a while, but would you say that the culture has changed to the point where there's more gender equality? Like where, where was it then? And where is it now? Would you say? Uh, I would say that when I, when I came into the industry, there was a tremendous amount of females in, in the industry, in, um, like heavy duty positions all over the place in, in product, in, um, in, uh, engineering in I mean, just every sector. So, uh, it, it certainly wasn't an environment where, you know, it was just always, you were the only female, yeah. um, not, not, um, not like a 50, 50 numbers, but there were definitely women present. Um, I would say that, uh, I, I never felt like I had to work harder. Um, were there I do, doors that maybe were not as easy to get through? Um, you know, I, I gotta say I, I ended up uh, working with a really phenomenal group of people and really their concern was that I knew how to do my job. If I knew how to do my job, it really didn't matter That's what, awesome. what, you know, which bathroom I used. Yeah. Um, but ultimately. Now it really doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep my range mouth out of this <laughs> interview and, and keep it because I have night vision stuff on. Uh, but uh, ultimately, um, I, I think the, the big concern though truly was like, hey, if you're going to come in and, and you're going to be a creative, I need you to be good at your job. Sure. Um, if you're going to come into the firearms industry. Um, you know, it's, it's, it for at that time seemed to be like a bonus if you knew guns, but mm -hmm. I was coming in with a lot of knowledge. So there was a lot of like, okay, this is something, you know, a lot about, let me bounce this off of you. So I never really felt any well, weirdness. A, a couple things, uh, one comment and then one more question. So we shot, we've shot obviously with Onsite a handful of times, but yep. only one time I think you were actually there. It was yep. the uh, the really cold day <laughs> yeah, out, out yeah. Well, I mean, it could be 80 degrees outside in that place of refrigerator inside, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> and the one thing that uh, that I remember was one, I mean- I fell over, like I couldn't- You did <laughs> fall over. That, that wasn't what I was going to say. But, uh, you know, you, you're so competent. And so like, how could anybody question you regardless of that right and so that's the first thing but uh and i read it even in your bio but i i thought this before reading it doing research and that is that you really take like a coach's mentality and so you know uh i think everybody at onsite everyone that i've that i've trained with adds something but you definitely of, of all of them are the most like a coach and so like, I think like that's a, that's a real testament to maybe it's cause you competed as a, as a younger person, but like you, you can tell that that's sort of in your teaching style. And so you bring that in. And I think that that, you know, when you know the industry and you know what you're doing and you handle yourself well, I think that there's a wide berth. It doesn't matter what your sex is. You know, I think that people, people just accept you for the fact that you're competent. I, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm glad to know that it comes through. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a true pillar of the way that I approach um, the range, right? And it d doesn't matter whether I'm on the training line or I'm working with a student um, or or a class, right? A number of students. So I appreciate that. And, and that's very important to me. Um, and it's very important that a student understands that that's always going to be my perspective, which is that I am here, I'm working for you. 
You know, I mean, you've paid me money, but I am working for you. This is, it is my job to make sure that you are successful. Um, everyone hears me say that phrase over and over and over again. And it's absolutely something that um, the whole company takes seriously. And, and, you know, we were joking before about Sean, like he's under the umbrella. When we first brought him on, um, you know, we would have dialogues. Uh, you know, he would say to me, hey, I need some feedback, you know, audit what I've been doing. Um, which is great, unprompted. So we, we already knew, you know, I was like, perfect, this yeah. kid's great. Because I don't need an, I, jo- I don't need someone who can be like a circus monkey. That's great, yeah. I'm glad you can perform, but if you cannot translate what you are doing, yep. there is no point in, in you being behind the line. Um, and that's, that's very important when it comes to instructors. But yeah. he was... You know, he was very much like, hey, do you need me to say it like you or say it like Ben? I said, absolutely not. I watch, you're bringing your own flavor. Yeah. And that's vital <clears throat> to our students to get three different dialogues from people, not to confuse, but we know that some of that concept gets through different, different brains require different dialogues. I've definitely experienced that. You know, Ben will say something and I'll be like, okay, yeah, Ben. And then Sean saying, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. or it's just a different well, way of I saying said. the same thing. Every one of you adds a different component and that's yeah. really what makes a great company a great team, right? Because everyone learns differently. Sure. Everyone has different personalities. And, um, you know, I've never, I've never experienced anything bad it's always been good, but I've gotten different things from each of you. And, and that's, that's how it by should design. be. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. By design. And, and to kind of like, again, pull that into the second half of what you were saying, you know, I, I, I would say that overall, when, when we're dealing with, um, uh, uh, people in an environment like uh, a, a, more, a more male-dominated environment, um, my only wish is that, you know, again, that you, it does just track back to your ability. Yeah. Th- that's all. Yeah. I, I don't want any standards changed. I don't want anything moved around. Um, if somebody's not good at their job, then they're not good at their job, period. And if story sure, full right. stop, if, sure. they, if they need help, you need to give them help. But don't don't abandon them and don't think that everybody's all the same. And that's yeah. my only request with that. Yeah. Well, it, it may be, you know, uh, the impression may be that it's a male-dominated field, but the reality is women are one of the top growth segments for the last few years, right? So why do you think, why is that? What? Well, I mean, I will say from the product side, it's gotten a lot better. Um, for the people and and the the internal side of things, um, that that was always pretty solid from from my you know sample size and one guys. But um, I will say, like you know, back in the day, it was uh, painfully normal to see things be like pink washed. Teal yeah. wash, yeah. you know, like here it is. It's for ladies. It's the right. I mean, we. I was going to ask you, a, does, does the gun bunny thing drive you nuts? Um, it does, but it has a place in the industry because it makes people money from yeah. that demo, and yeah. that's the thing. It's like, okay, I understand what you're doing, and that yeah. if that's important to that brand and that makes them money, then fine, that's fine. It's a device. Yeah. It's a tool, right? Right, and then if you're going to be one of the tools that's exploited for that and used for that. That's fine. I mean, everybody's on the same page. There isn't a single gunny, gun bunny out there that doesn't know what's going on. Right, right. <laughs> you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? True. Like, yeah. and it's it takes two to tango because at, at the other end of the 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 computer, there's somebody who's just lapping that up, and that's yeah. fine, and that makes people money. Um, that's not our, you know, that's not every brand's wish, but there are corners for that. And that's sure. totally fine. I got no problems with it, but do you, do you think there I do are, think, I'm sorry, good. Oh no, I was just, you know, I was just saying like products gotten a lot better where people have actually appreciated like, Hey, um, it's a hand size issue. It's not like 
I can only see one color like a yeah. dog. Like I don't go into a gun shop and only see things in pink. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like that's that's where it's like there's been a lot more thought applied to the fact that okay, if a female has smaller hands, then we maybe need to think about length of pull. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that maybe coming into I play, just want to point out that so much nicer. You are on the pink microphone, yeah. but so is Jared Reston. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he didn't notice good. that. That's <laughs> all right. I'll tell him next time he comes back. How's that? Usually, I, I always say the toughest the toughest person in the room gets that microphone. So yeah. there you go. Uh, yeah, believe me. I mean, it's it's it is like it is much better these days. What Walther did, um, you know, that was a smarter move where they're taking a look at length of pull. Um, where the trigger is in the trigger guard, all of that stuff, that's product-minded when it comes to people who are smaller frames. Um, it happens to be that women fall into that category much more, but I think that's a smarter and and something that like is actually based off of feedback from females way to develop product for that. Yeah. That's gotten a lot better. Well, I, you know, I, I hope that... Y- I hope that in general, most of these, you know, privately owned gun stores are being a little better about recommending products for yeah. women because that has always been, I feel like, a, a yeah. major issue. Again, you know, you, you've got a lag. There's, yeah. there's not everybody's going to be at the tip of the spear. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Do you do you think that, or have you seen an increase in women in training and, and more? Yeah, I will say, um, I just had this discussion with somebody the other day. The person that I first saw in a, an instructor capacity um, who was not a hood ornament, you know, was not, was like literally someone who would, could throw down. Um, I still have a relationship with. She was the person that inspired me and said, like, well, date, you know, you can do this, this. is a thing that yeah, happens. Yeah, right. Um, and it, it was never something where I needed to see a female. It was just like, it was just more like right there, you yeah. know, very early in my training career. Um, here's a woman who was uh, incredibly, um, you know, honest about who she was, but also wholesale unafraid of what she was doing with firearms. Um, and that was very important to me. And I still have a relationship with her, but it used to be just she and I that I would see at that entire facility, like 172 acres. It was just, <laughs> it was just, she and I was like, are you using the bathroom or am I today? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean I'm, I'm, and, well, uh, at least if there's a mess in there, you know who did it. Uh, yeah. Well, so, I mean, listen, it, it, it's, doing this. it's not a, um, it's not a, like guys used to be like, Oh, do you know what that bathroom's used for? And I'm like, yeah, I know. I know <laughs> when we're not around, I am fully aware of what the women's room gets used for because there aren't a lot of us. So back at that time, there really was not a lot of women actively training. There is a lot more. But when I say a lot more, it tends to be me and like one other female okay. on the line. Um, but there are a lot more women at the ranges. So I like mean, the casual shooters, absolutely. For sure. I, I was gonna I'm going back to the West Point competition. There were uh, a lot more competition. A lot, lot more women yeah, than I yeah. than I expected to see. I yeah. I don't remember the exact number, but I'm I think I felt like I saw at least a half a dozen, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah, uh, which is a lot. I well, mean, I follow yeah. like you know, Keith doesn't do social media, but I do, especially more so because of this and being able to produce content. But I mean, there's a lot of women that are out there like on on social media and they're like burning it down. Yeah. You, you watch yeah. and it's like, that's like, that person's legit. Yeah. And it's, it's nice to see that because they exist. Yeah. And, th- and this mm-hmm. is the, the kind of the, the catch 22 about, um, some of the females that I know who I, I are like their peers of mine. They're people who I, 
they I know they're animals behind whatever platform that they pick up. Um, they're they're not on IG because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're busy on the range. Right. Yeah. So you know that's where it's it's tough because yeah there are less of them. Um, there's just that's just an undeniable fact. Um, it's this is we're not at a fifty fifty level yeah. with that, but. Uh, in tandem with that, they they don't tend to be people who are like, oh, let me get on IG and put this you know right. video out. Right. So it, it's a little bit of a double edged sword. But yeah. it is nice to see people who are burning it down, like you said, you know, just absolutely getting after it, um, I li- punching well, out, getting yeah. work. You know, what uh, I like about <laughs> seeing it on uh, you know like an Instagram reel or something is that. In my mind, I'm like, if this person's a competent shooter and they're displaying it out there, it might inspire more people to yeah, do it. Yeah, absolutely. So there's that component of it where I'm like, kind of like you said about the gun, but it's like, there's a place for it. Sure. Right? It does yeah. something yeah, it has an positive and yeah. there's an impact. So for sure. You had mentioned earlier uh, Kimber. Yeah. And so you were with them from around 2017 to 2021? Uh, actually, um, 2015. Okay. So 2015, yeah, late 2015 um, until about 2021. So um, I started off there as a, like a graphic designer, ended okay. up as their creative lead, um, worked under a couple of people and with some really fantastic people. So if you do a Google search... Mm-hmm you will find some questions raised about Kimber's overall reliability, some lack of quality control issues. I don't believe Google. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I want to believe that most companies want to rectify any issues that they might have. Sure. But from a marketing perspective, and and I'm not asking you to like kind of like directly go at Kimber, but from a marketing perspective, how do you regain customer loyalty? And more importantly, how do you do that with integrity? Right? Like, how, how do well, you do that from a marketing standpoint? I, I can't solve the current marketing director's problem <laughs> well, for like him. Like I said, I'm not, I, I'm not talking just Kimber, but what, like, I'll give you an example. Like, we, yeah. we all know there's this stuff floating around with the um, SIG P320. Like, sure. Yeah. When there is an issue, how do you fix that issue regardless of the company? Sure, You, you yeah. show the next going to go, not the P320. <laughs> no, I don't know. P321. I don't want to get a call from Tom either. <laughs> Mr. Taylor over at SIG. But um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think the the one thing that you've got to do is um, I, it, it's – it's a little, it's a, it's more complex than, you know, Hey, here, here's the right answer. Um, I think it, it is, uh, dependent on, on what you have, but uh, you know, the instructor hat in me says education, um, especially if it's got something to do with a lack of skill set uh, coming from the other side of the table when you're standing there, um, or table, I should say counter, um, so there's a, there's a mix of things. Uh, the one thing I will say, as far as 1911s go, um, you know, I don't work for Kimber anymore. And, and like I said, I'm not sur- solving the current marketing director's problems for him. He's uh, an experienced guy. He knows what he's doing. Um, but I, I will say, you know, people tend to uh, buy those guns without any real knowledge of how to work on them. And 1911s don't suffer that well. They are not Glocks. Um, they won't let you beat them up. They're not the Honda Civics. They won't let you go a couple thou over Mm-mm. your oil change the way right. you can on those cars, and they will fail. And that's absolutely a real problem. Um, it is a design that was made before modern production was made. Ford's assembly line happened, I want to say, uh, that would probably be about almost 15 to 20 years after that design was committed to by uh, JMB. So we're dealing with a gun that was designed to be hand made, hand fitted. And you they're got, often more 
Ferrari less Civic. Like they, Co- right correct. there, I mean, they need a little more. They need a little bit more. I, I, my soundbite with that gun, and and you know, if you go and you see over the years, because I would do a lot of media for that company. Um, I, I truly believe this, though. They are the muscle car of firearms. I They'll agree. last forever, but you have got to know yep. how to work on them. Yeah, and if you don't then you're going to quickly encounter problems. You're also not going to understand what's failing and why. Um, and and that for that reason, you know, the gun was designed to be worked with an armor. So if you don't have that skill set, uh, you're going to fail the gun and then the gun's going to fail you. And that's a little bit of that integrity piece. Correct. Right? Like in other words, yeah. if you're if you're going to have a product, you have to be very open about mm-hmm. that sort of have that conversation yeah. with, with, the, and, with the customer and again you know when you have a brand that's been around for uh, since the like the mid 90s um that that's a brand that has really developed a tremendous amount of equity over the years with um their kind of story storied history uh you know and and there are a lot of like people that are out there like oh these are my dad's favorite guns you yeah. know and there's 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 this generational thing that's happening where um, some of that knowledge is getting lost, but the flip side of the coin is too the 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 company also has to investigate. Hey, you know where are we responsible for some of this stuff? As yeah. far as like they have to want hey, to take could, some responsibility. What could we do better? Um, whether it's education or taking a look at the product, you know, it's like, hey, if if this is a constant pain point for our customer, we need to be able to solve it for them, not just tell them how to solve the problem. Right. So it almost sounds like you're saying you got to admit there's a problem. There can be a component to that, but it's totally dependent on what the actual issue is. Right. Yeah. So, and this is, guys, it can come down to heat treat. It can be another vendor. It can be um, a QC was missed. It could be just a, a wrong thing in a manual and the sure. gun's fine. I mean, there's so many variables in play with manufacturing plus volume with the numbers that are produced from every, any one of these manufacturers. Like, you got to go back. Those those production numbers are published. So when you take a look at the volume that SIG publishes, mm. whew, I mean, like yeah. what yeah. they're actually producing, these are way, 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 way into that six figure and plus right. element here. So when things go messed up for a little bit, um, you know, I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm just saying, just understand. In numbers. general, we're not talking about yeah. Just yeah. one particular. Yeah, because a lot of people approach a problem like my gun, you know, and my thing. And it's like, yeah, but your, your gun is part of a massive production. Well, run, and you bring up a good point. Like there is this, <clears throat> I mean, just go on any forum. There is this like love, hate, sort of brand loyalty mm-hmm. in, like, in any industry, but sure. in the gun industry is not not exempt from this. No, yeah, yeah. Where I mean, people will, I mean, you know, go battle. to war over Absolutely over battle. their brand, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. And I mean, like, I love when people say, you know, everyone knows Glock is reliable. Sure, right? like, that's sort of their calling card. Mm-hmm. But people act like. Glocks never fail. No, they're like, not I mean, infallible. Yeah. They, no, they are absolutely not infallible. And and I've seen them fail. Um, you know, mine have failed various reasons why. Um, 99% of the time they have failed. It's because I was lazy and I didn't go in and I didn't investigate something that I knew has a lifespan. Yeah. Um, you know, wheels, brakes, uh, tires, all of these things are consumable goods on vehicles. 
Um, we don't go after a lot of these tire manufacturers because we've gone 60,000 miles on a bald yeah. pair of tires and they blow up. I mean, that's on you, buddy. You needed to change those tires way earlier. You and I actually, uh, I just got into it, but you and I share a platform in the shadow systems. Okay, right? yes. I saw that on your uh, your Instagram. Yeah. I was like, all right, he's already got our sites. <laughs> yeah. And so I uh, uh, had a problem with mine. Yeah. And the, what I always say is I'm actually glad I had the problem mm -hmm. because I have a platform. Yeah. And if it was something, if, if they didn't do right or it was not a good experience, I can actually share that experience. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But what I can share is that they were, yes, there was a problem. They were top-notch in solving yeah. it. I mean, Keith knows the journey. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, basically I was having a problem with hollow points in mm -hmm. particular. Mm -hmm. They diagnosed over the phone within two weeks. I had parts sent to me. Nothing was returned. Nothing cost me anything. And it's been flawless since. Yeah. But they have I, a great team over I there. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and so think, that's how you handle it. And that's kind of like the point from um from the inside looking out, like what what uh, we all want to tell people is like, hey, uh, just contact the company, start the dialogue there. Um, give the give the company An the opportunity. opportunity. Yeah. Don't just take it away from them and go immediately to the internet and be like, you know, your first. That's very difficult. That's very difficult. Everybody likes to do that because <laughs> yeah. they're like, oh for, my God, I have news. And, yeah. and so, like, you know, pulling it back into where I'm currently at, like to, to your question, yeah. right? So, one of the things that Night Vision had um, in the past is we had a lot of fat, flat faced sites and we brought our dome into everything. Um, and on top of that, like, we, we would constantly get asked for. Um, additional platforms. We would get asked for additional blade heights. We would get uh, big questions around our stealth, um, our stealth optics, which is the blade heights that we offer and various different blade heights because there are optics that are coming out at, um, you know, a thousand a clip, right? We got so many different variables out there. And the, the big thing that was incredible when I, when I came into night fishing in, in 2021 is the, the, the two gents that I work for, um, they were like, listen, we just, we want to be solving these problems for our customers. We want to work with the feedback that we get. We want to not be monolithic. Um, and we want to bring someone on that can help educate our consumers because they knew, they knew up to a certain point, but there was a point beyond that, that they wanted to be able to bring into the company to help the consumer better understand the product and with something as nuanced as sites, um, you know, you guys have just pulled up and I know we're not on video yet, so I'll be descriptive. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so they, you're pulling up the, uh, the website here where we get to talk about what we describe as our various co-witnesses, because what we ran into initially was like, okay, are these going to lower one third co-witness? And then we had a lot of people who bought guns in 2020 who didn't come with a lot of knowledge and didn't really know what lower one third was, yeah. or they were defining it slightly differently. Why is we my red getting, dot above my front sight? Right, just a loss, <laughs> loss in like, well, what is, what does that mean? Yeah. What does that yeah. mean on a pistol? And and how does night fishing define that? So um, that was a big element where I wanted to come in and, and start to like provide this information to our point before about coming to the table with something, mm -hmm. right? listening to our customers and saying, all right, they're, they're like, 
we're we're being clear to ourselves, but we're not being clear to our customers. We have to be better. Um, and then how do we do that? And it was like multiple stage attack with photos, with descriptors, with our co-witness selector. I have to say, so I'm possibly working on a build and I'm looking for sites and mm-hmm. I went on here and I have to say the way in which you guys spell out exactly like your selector is the co-witness frig- selector you're talking about. Well, not even that just like, well, yes, but yes, yes, that. But I mean, it walks you down and it's like, there's the site. And then mm-hmm. you get to choose your colors and your, and yes. your, and your, you know, whether you want a blacked out rear or tritium rear. I mean, it's like, wow, this is effortless. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I had confidence that I would get the right product. So that there you go. That's, that's how you handle yeah. making sure the customers I mean, gets what they need. Like, listen, we're all consumers. It doesn't matter yep. whether you work in the industry or not. We're all consumers. We're, we're all, you know, uh, plastered against our various windows after we, you know, <laughs> click, uh, confirm order. Like where's my gun parts. <laughs> and, um, you know, we found that like people were having to write us right. Cause or call, you know, and, and it's like, Info at nightvision.com. Hi, I need, you know, and it's like, that sucks. You just want to be able to buy what you want to buy. You know what you have. Yeah. So, you know, and that's where I also wanted to give that back because we talked about this before, you know, it's like we were in the meat locker and then I get home and it's nine 45 or something like that, you know, coming home from like a training course or we're driving all over and we have a moment. If I want to get gun parts, I want to get gun parts then. then. Right then. And it's yeah. not nine to five. You right. Know? Yeah. right. Sure. So uh, kind of sticking on this marketing thing, one of the one of the things I, I brought up a couple different times on the show when we have an opportunity to talk to someone in a position like you is, you know, how are you preparing for what seems like a push by big tech to limit marketing strategies of companies who are affiliated with firearms. Well, right? this has been forever. I mean, we've been dealing with this forever, but it um, seems to be getting worse. Well, I mean, SEO is getting attacked all the time. Yeah. Right. You know, well, the, the, the suit that happened where they basically said, well, it, it's marketing. Um, there's, there's no possible way that it could be social pressures, mental health, nothing else. It's definitely just a picture of a cop. Yeah. Or a guy dressed in full kit with nods that motivated someone to shoot up a school. Just just so we're clear. Which is a total problem unless you're running for office. If you're yeah. running for office, you can have a picture with all of those that's things. Essentially <laughs> what the suit is saying. They're saying, well, you know, you're just gun companies, nothing else. No movies, um, you know, no video. Right. Rambo games. had nothing to do with it. Yeah, just nothing else. <laughs> it's just gun companies in their very limited space that they're allowed to advertise. This is why I'm like Sure, that's 100% what it was, of course. Sarcasm, guys. Um, But uh, within that very limited sector, it's even more now so there's actual real pressure um, because there's been the addition of um of that awarded suit where now it's it's essentially like also too even though you can only advertise in these individual spaces you have to make sure you don't do it so that it glorifies violence it doesn't glorify and it doesn't somehow seduce your next shooter into shoot it's it's they're they're kind of a, they're saying that this is what has motivated people to commit these horrendous crimes, um, you know, and uh, it, it, the, it was awarded in their favor. So as a result, you know, manufacturers are having to go back and say, all right, well, we 
we will do that um, because, you know, under pain of being uh, uh, levied Canceled. all kinds of, well, fines, monetary issues, lawsuits, et cetera. Um, they're saying, all right, fine, we'll, we'll, we'll change up the advertising again, even within the limited space that we actually all have. So there are some things that are okay on meta. Um, you'll see them occasionally, like um, there's some holsters that are allowed, you know, um, oddly sites are not allowed um, even though they allow you to more accurately um, stop your threat as opposed to just wildly shooting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, then let's They see. never think of it from the good guy no, point no, of view, though. That's no, the No, they, they always think it's like the mo deadlier, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. suppressors. There's just a way to kill people quietly, you know? And it's <laughs> you like, meanwhile, I, say, I just say New York just, is just like too many mob movies in New York. We just, you yeah. know, like. I mean, there was a car chase that was recently... Um, videoed and put out on social media. I'll make it real quick, but um, no, and it was a caddy and uh, the cops NYPD had kind of, they thought surrounded them and the guy went onto the sidewalk, mowed through a bunch of the, the COVID seating and then um, came out the other side, lost a little bit of control of the vehicle, went through a sign and then hit a fire hydrant. Right. And then continued to go across. That's because it was a like. caddy. That's why they were able yeah, to hit all that. Right. <laughs> Seriously. It was a CTSV. Those things are tanks. So, um, the guy kept going into like a double lane. It looked like Broadway or maybe park. Anyways, long story <laughs> short in the comments section, there were a bunch of people who were like, Oh, how I guess the fire hydrant's broken. And they're all like super smarmy about it. <laughs> And then you got all these people who are actually like aware of shutoff valves and, and how they actually work and NYPD right. guys, excuse me, uh, FDNY, FDNY guys and other fire guys. And they're like, uh, homie, you've been watching a little too much TV and tell, <laughs> you know, like it doesn't work like that. Right. And, yeah. and to, to so many levels, um, you know, uh, movies and television doesn't work like that. That sentence can be applied to so many different sectors and why it dips out when it comes to firearms is beyond me. Um, because they don't use bias. firearms. Oh, no, I know. I understand. <laughs> so they, they just like, think what they see is true. And I've had this conversation with doctors, right? So back in the like the aughts and the late 90s, the hospital shows were the big hot, right? Yeah. Like that was the thing that was getting beat to death in, um, you know, uh, serialized TV, right? And I can't tell you how many people in the medical profession were like, we don't say stat that much. I just, <laughs> I just want to let you know. And I'm like, yeah, well, try what it looks like. You know, I want it. It's all I can think of is the meme where he's like, you too. And I'm like, yeah, all gun stuff is the same. I um, got, I have a friend who's a NYPD. Now he's a lieutenant. And jokingly, he would always be like, we'd be like hanging out and he would be like, you know, I need a beer forthwith, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I got into a little, uh, streak where I was watching um, Blue Bloods mm -hmm. and they say forthwith like all the mm -hmm. time. And I was like, uh, my buddy's name is Stan. I said, Stan, I was like, do you guys actually say that that often? He's like, no. He's like, that is like, like now, like, like, I mean, it's gotta be like something serious. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He, they say it like on every episode. Yeah. Ben loves that show. And whenever he puts it on, I text him pictures of cornfields because <laughs> I think this show's really corny, but anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely an interesting challenge when you're, when you're so limited, it's not like I can go to the, to the normal sectors. I can't use the normal SAS, um, when it comes to marketing. Um, so all of that stuff is specialized and yeah. onboarding people who don't work in the industry or with the industry on the marketing side is an absolute bear. I hate doing it. 
um, because I have to teach people like, you can't say this, we can't go here. No, we can't do Google ads. Like all of that stuff is very different. So it's kind of cool though, because it does mean um, we, we really track back to, and it's the real reason why there are so many hands on events because I think this this industry as a whole is a very much like I need to do it myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need to hold the gun myself. Well, I need physical, to shoot the gun myself. It's a physical thing. Everything, Everything. About it. Yeah, absolutely. So Definitely for firearms and firearm parts. I mean, sure. things like range bags or things like that. Like sure. Maybe you, you can not do that for, with. But, you know, you're talking about not being able to do, you know, Google ads. But everything today is driven by digital ad mm-hmm. space. So yeah. like, how are you drawing in? There's still within the actual like industry. Like if you're visiting sites, we, we do have That's, the same okay. technology, right? So, um, there is like the cookie aspect, which I've been told is going away, which there's a discussion for another day. But, um, there is an aspect of like, we do have some of your data, Um, and that's just the reality of marketing these days, but nobody's like saying, you know, uh, you know, this person has this gun, this person at that we're, we're not holding on to it to, to that level. No, no, you're talking, when you talk talk about data, you're talking about like not the actual individual per se, but like maybe their device sure, yeah, or where they, where they visited because we still have analytics that's still available to us within the industry. I mean, that's still part of all websites. So we're still able to read all of that. Do you think that stuff is starting to be threatened though? Do you think like that's like, Within the firearms industry yeah. or in general? In the firearms industry particularly. Uh, no, I don't think so because mm. here's here's what um, will supersede all of it. Money. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We, we're enough. $80 billion in this country. That's a... Big number. Pre- yeah. Pretty yeah. big number. Part yeah. of the reason why it's going to... It's kind of tough to get rid of the industry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, on, on a number of things, right? And so on, on the flip side, right, I'm sure someone's going to take that soundbite and say like, oh, it's all just for the money, right? Because that's the way the internet works. Um, <laughs> but it's but an no, it's, 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 I mean, it's capitalism, 80, there's nothing wrong with capitalism. It's $80 billion worth of people who love and enjoy the sport that you just went to, sure. right? Yep. The fundraising aspect to yep. that, Um there's so many sectors that that money is being the, by choice the, the right to self protect paid into. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. At the or just court, enjoy but, yourself. Yeah, well, well, that's, what, that's what we're talking yeah. about. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, a, it's very wide spectrum right. of reasons. To, it's not this nefarious thing. And and for that same kind of component, we also want to make sure that you know we're reaching people. Like I want people to know that we we make the best sites on the market, and that's no bullshit. And so with out being able to get the name out there, they won't know. They'll still be walking around with those terrible pieces of plastic <laughs> on their Glocks. So on on that note, <clears throat> uh, creative people said to yourself often, I feel, look, they they want to work with companies that feel aligned with and support their vision and their sure. creative processes. I think that's a big thing for creative people in general. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us how you actually started working for Night Vision? And was there a defining moment where you were like, these are my people. Like this is the right place for me. Um, well, I um I remember I interviewed uh over over Zoom. Um our company's based in Dearborn, Michigan. Um there's a few of us that work, excuse me, remotely for the company, but um so I did all of my interviewing via Zoom. Um and I never actually got to like meet the guys in person until after I was hired. And um 
you know, it was like one of those things where I was like, night vision, I know who they are. Turns out <laughs> I had one of their front sights on my gun. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, I had, um, I had my initial like zoom conversation um, with uh, CJ and Alex and they're a little bit younger and they were just very passionate about their business and knowledgeable about their business. And I think there's something to be said for um, when you are working with people who there's not a massive structure, there's less bureaucracy, the access to be able to be impactful on the company is yeah. is a very, very important thing to some brains. And certainly one of like, I fall into that category. I'm one of those people, but um, I just, you know, I think there's, uh, something to be said for, um, you know, I like to hire a person and develop their skills. I don't hire just based off of skills. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think they feel the same way. Um, and I'm, uh, also too, not going to work for people that I don't get like good vibes from. Right. Yeah. So there's, the there's feeling. an element of that because I'm very, very team oriented. Yeah. And if I cannot work with people, I, I just, I don't feel compelled to do things. Yeah. So. I find that interesting. Cause I always say like, I have a very good like a gut reaction mm -hmm. to people. Like yeah. I can tell right away. You shouldn't ignore yeah. it. Yeah. Like what was your first impression of me? <laughs> I, I I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> to to Thank be goodness. fair, first Thank impressions goodness. are not always correct. Uh, but <laughs> so. <laughs> but I mean, I, I do think that there was like, okay, these guys are cool. I like that they're motivated. I like that they're interested in, in doing better for their customers and their company and their people. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I got, I got my offer letter and then I started working for them. And about two weeks later, my entire like family fell apart. Um, my stepfather passed away, uh, you know, I mean, it was just, just chaos. Like yeah. my mother had to go into a facility COVID. I mean, they're older. I had to sell the house. This is all in like the first couple of weeks. And then simultaneously <laughs> I had signed up for, um, I, I did a, like a, a Yale stud like study from away. Cause they, you couldn't be on campus cause of COVID. I mean, yeah. all of I, these things at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was actually gonna say, I, I read you, you uh, went to Yale. Yeah. It's so, just the, it's their continuing ed. Yeah. It's, it's, I can't take, credit well, for anything. Being I have that. to say you're the first Ivy leaguer on the show. <laughs> so, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take no, it. Take I went it. to art school. It's the yeah. most amount of credibility I'll get. Um, so, <laughs> no matter you were, you were the closest to that. Yes. All right. I'll take it all yeah. in. And I was physically close to Brown when I went to art there school. You go. Too, so I mean, awesome. not only nearby. So, uh, there are, there's some really big, well-established tritium site companies out yeah, there that absolutely. have been around forever. Right. Yeah. So, Give us your elevator pitch. All right. What's different about night vision? So everybody um, that we've encountered in, in recent times have been like, it's a 50-50, right? Um, it, either people know us, they have our product already, and they are absolute, like brand ambassadors is, is, a, is a very formal way of saying who they are. I mean, yeah. they are huge proponents of our sites because they're fantastic. And this is, again, like, we'll shut the lights off. I want to show you what they look like. Um, so people already know, right? There's people that already know, and we're like, if you know, you know. And then we have the other 50% who have never heard of us. And standing up against some of the larger brands that have been around for a really long time yeah. is hard because of familiarity, 
right? Mm-hmm. You say, oh, I know that big name. Yep. That's that's who I'm going to go to because they've been around forever. Sure. Um, and then they're like, but I'm coming over to you because I'm seeing the lamps dim. And I don't really know why because I spent a lot of money on these. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's not easy to put them on if they put them on themselves or they had to take them to a shop and have somebody else put them on, which is a pain in the butt. Um, and so uh, what I tell people is, listen, Night Vision is a brand has been around for about six or seven years. However, before that, um, their sister company, Kamenga, uh, which makes the lensatic compass for the military. We have the NSN. If you've done a land nav course in the past 30 years, you have used our tritium. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a new process to them. This is, I should say us, right? So, cause we've been talking about my new whole venture, history, but not a new, not a new Correct. Uh, yeah. experience. And, and this is not like the first time they've inserted tritium in for handgun sites either. That had been going on before night vision had come about. They just got tired of everybody else taking the credit. So here's the deal. Tritium is regulated. Not everybody gets to handle and, and oh. import and insert tritium. It's interesting. So it is a regulated thing uh, by the NRC. It's um, a radioactive element, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah it's beta waves, but uh, the science is So I can be the Hulk? Along. You, you can. I mean, you're going to have to eat That's like gamma. 600 oh, gamma. That was gamma waves. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> sorry. Unfortunately, you cannot become a new member of the Avengers by okay. just eating a pair of our sites. Damn sorry, guys. You um, can be beta man. <laughs> beta man. That sounds terrible. That sounds terrible. That's not, it's not good. It's That's not, not good. good. It's a bad look. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, um, the tritium that we import is the highest quality tritium, right? So, And we're not alone in that. Okay, so Swiss tritium goes on, um, you know, goes into handgun sites in some of our competitors. Not all of them, but it does go into some of them. However, um, it's our insertion that's very important, right? So yes, giggity, right there. But ultimately, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm working so hard. You're doing great. You're doing <laughs> great. Keep it up, Rachel. I'm trying to bring it to the gutter. I, I it's not it on working. The table, and it was so hard to walk away from. <laughs> so uh, when it comes to uh, what we're actually doing when we're working with Tritium, um, we have a clean room. It's got all the cool markings on the outside, and our vials are housed in ballistic polymer. We have a sleeve that's impregnated with that color instead of just paint. Mm -hmm. And all of this, and this vial contains 30% more tritium than anybody else on the market. And, and, And just so we're clear, the glow that you see is a chemical reaction. Okay. It's a gas. It's between tritium and phosphor. Um, It's not liquid. You know, I mean, people don't know. And that's totally fine. I always, I love getting really interesting questions from people who like get the courage up to ask. I had someone ask me like, is it a liquid? Like if I turn it one way, will it settle? Because they were like, oh, I'm going to have it in the holster. It's going to sit. And is it going to settle? And I was like, actually, no, it's a gas. And then I get to have this great conversation about the science behind it. But um, we have a we have a pretty substantial vial size. Vial size. Um, everything about what we do continues to outperform a lot of our friends on the marketplace. And so, and we have seen recently a lot of people coming over and asking us questions about how long our sites are going to last because their last night sites lasted about five to six years. Oh. And they're kind of like, that's what they think is normal. And I'm like, absolutely not. First of all, the half-life of this should be 12 years out of the box. Right. Um, so something's going and on. And even that is just breaking down 50%. Correct. So it's yeah, not it's even, just going to dim, right? Yeah. They shouldn't go like completely Dark. out. Yeah. yeah. So um, they're seeing dimming significantly earlier than it's supposed to. 
I can't solve that problem for our competitors. But what I will say is ours are guaranteed for about 16 to 17 years wow. because we put that much more tritium wow. in there. I don't um, think I realized that they did dim over time. I don't, I don't yeah. think yeah. I realized that. Yeah, it's yeah. a natural breakdown of mm -hmm. the radioactive okay. process. The yeah, yep. the isotope. So what I find that this is kind of moving away from the actual glow. Sure. But I have some of those other brands uh -huh. on pistols. And Ben had actually brought me night vision sights. And mm -hmm. I was looking at them the other day. And the one thing that I really like about them is the other ones are like honking big. Mm -hmm. It's like, I mean, it'll like cover up a, you know, a, a BA target. <laughs> sure. They're much smaller. I mean, they really have like a, I find that they have like a very small footprint, yeah, which so is really nice. We have patented technology. Um, we put a dome at the back of our vials and that dome collimates the light. And it's just a fancy word for basically it organizes that emitted chemical glow into straight lines. Mm -hmm. And so those show up in our eyes as being very crisp. And Does that so, like help with the uh, like the the astigmatism? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind like of, the, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know what word I'm there's looking for. Um, right starburst, starburst. Yeah. That's a word. There's a if if they went the other way with it, um, we would have reposted it on the account. But I think it's going to confuse people more that it's going to you know, basically tie it to real life. But if you take a domed lens and you put it in front of like lasers, like just emitted light, you will see it refracted. Right, okay. we're doing it in reverse. So instead of it being refracted away with a curve, like a convex curve, mm -hmm. we're going and we have that dome on the back and we're going from this chaotic light that's being created from um, the the excited elements of, of pros, excuse me, tritium and phosphor. And then it's now being collimated when it's emitted out. So we don't need a very big face to be able to, shine basically uh -huh. that that light out yeah. from the tritium so that's what makes us um ha, you know still have a really competitively bright sight without it being enormous so we don't need to take up your sight picture um, with a big bunch of steel or any of that because that dome allows this very very crisp sight picture and for people that kind of didn't want that milky <clears throat> hazy night sight picture yeah. and went to fiber I'm like, listen, just try us out. Just just see what it looks like because it's as crisp as fiber. Um, because they're used to they're used to our competitor sites. Sure. And they're like, no, yeah. I don't want I don't want this like hazy thing. I mean, I'm I'm shooting B8. So I want to be a 90 and above shooter. And then yeah. also too, now I want to take it to low light, no light, and I want to make sure that I am making my hits, but I can also kind of see what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. you know, for iron sight shooters, um, we do have a slightly wider blade than what we have for our optics ready because optics ready is a secondary system versus a primary. We find a lot of our iron sight shooters trend towards wanting something a little bit wider, Yeah, but we just released our lowest blade heights in our optics ready, which are effectively the same as a standard height or an OEM height. Uh, and that has that thinner front front brake use. My God, I do speak English. I'm just stroking <laughs> out here, guys. That does have that thinner front sight blade. So it's like a cool hack and, and kind of get around uh, mm -hmm. if you don't like the thicker on the iron sights, our standard height. So Very cool. That was a that was a longest elevator ride. Yeah, ever yeah, <laughs> no, no, yeah. but it was good. <laughs> the, I mean, well, I had to ask, I had to answer a question. That no, he no, asked. it was good. It was um, good. But yeah, so between that, the dome like technology, the, the ballistic, yeah. um, the ballistic polymer being impregnated, we had a guy come up and he was like, "Man, I, I, you know, I got into a motorcycle accident, and the the whole thing chipped, the ring chipped, and that was like 
like something else behind it. And I was and like, a no, genie man, came not out. Paint. <laughs> We're not paint. It is the same color all the way to the back of the sleeve. Oh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah. So you mentioned that your first date with Ben was at a gun range, mm-hmm. but Paradise, Paradise Gun Range in the Poconos. Where did you meet Glock Ben? Seventeen. Did, did, did you? <laughs> I have a theory. Before she says, I want to take a guess. Did well, you? Did you meet him in martial arts? No. Oh darn! I thought that was. I mm-hmm. I envision you meet met him at a concert that he was a bouncer at, bouncing the guy. Similar. Yeah, you're much <laughs> yeah, closer. Wow, much yes. closer. Yeah. So. Um, I had some friends that were going down to the city. They had booked a show and they were playing at a venue and he was the DJ. Oh, and the promoter never showed up and they thought he was the promoter because he has, um, I'm sure you've met him. He's kind of got a more of a commanding um, presence and they, they just thought they, they thought he was like lying to them, you know, and they thought he was bullshitting them. And he was like, no, I'm just, I'm the DJ for the night. (laughs) What do you want to hear? I don't, yeah, like he's like, I can't do anything. I didn't promote this event. Like I'm not the person behind it. So you're still going to pay me though, right? Yeah, that's kind of like <laughs> what they were doing to him. He's like, I got nothing, guys. It's not my, I'm not getting paid either. So he went home and this is, guys, this is olden days. Man, this is before social media. So we had like email forums, you know, back in the day um, when there was like bling and AOL chats and all that. So um, yeah, so he got on the forums to defend himself and, I don't know. Uh, just kind of like, just kind of ended up. Did talking he ask to each you other. for your number there? Like, um, how did this happen? Like, no, I don't understand. You know, we were both up at the same time. He had DJ hours. I had art school hours. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. all joking aside, the art school I went through was brutal, brutal, and it's it's well known as being one of the more difficult ones, and you just don't sleep. So, yeah. um, we just ended up being up at the same time. Forum buddies. Talking. Yeah, forum buddies, and then aim buddies, and, and then you're then, getting into a car driving to the Poconos with <laughs> firearms. Yeah, range, man. range buddies. <laughs> So, so and then I was like, all right, well, I'll come to, you know, he was a, he was a, uh, a resident DJ for some pretty substantial light clubs. And, um, you know, again, all of this should be a crime podcast, but of course, <laughs> cavalier me, it I'm just like, oh, out, it didn't turn you, out like a crime. I, I don't know what's wrong. I'm just like, I'll beat his ass. Like whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> just like, I just always aggressive. Uh, um, but yeah, so we, you know, we kind of like, I got along with him, at, 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 you know, hanging out at the club. And then, you know, we, uh, we, he would come up occasionally for like house parties and stuff up in Massachusetts. And then cool. I was like, yeah, so it just kind of like progressed from there. Cool. Well, good yeah. story. So we want to move on to running gun, but before we do, you, you can, Give us any stuff you want in terms of yeah. where people can find you. It okay. could be any company you want. So, it could be- uh, where you can find me. Um, so, I'm here for night fishing. So, um, all day, uh, please visit nightfishing.com. That's N I G H T F I S I O N.com. So, just a single S. Um, so, you can find all of our hard work there, my team's hard work, awesome people that I work with. Glow Rhino, as I mentioned before, uh, is just G L O W R H I N O.com, glowrhino.com, just as it sounds. Uh, if you do have an affinity for learning nan- land nav and, and not being on the grid, Kamenga is absolutely the best compass out there. Um, we just got an incredible story from a, uh, a, a soft operator who was um, saved by the compass. Uh, the shot hit the compass wow. uh, instead of him. Um, but uh, those are the three companies that I, uh, I work for during the day. And then I also have the training component, which is on-site firearms training. Um, you can always find me there. Uh, you can email me if you need to. You can just hit us up at info at OFTLLC.us, or you can visit our website. I know 
We're big uh, fans of the show and uh, sponsors of the show. So I know you can find us through um, the Gun Experiment website as well. Yep. Um, and those will be the main places you can find me. And we definitely <laughs> have all those in the show notes. So people can For go sure. easy access and get there. Awesome. So before we do run a gun, I have not yet offered you a drink. Would you like a drink? <laughs> I, I won't. I, yes, absolutely. So sure. you could do water. I think I have Fresca, which is a weird flex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or or a, something a little harder. Uh, what do you have for? I mean, so here's here's a fun story. Sure. Brown liquor is like tequila for me, so oh, I no. stay away from it. So I have what's left of tequila from when Jared Reston was here, which it, is not a lot. It, it, it's 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 a couple shots. I can see gin and I can see tonic. And yep. there's gin and tonic. I will absolutely hit one of those. Okay. okay. Uh, I don't have ice though. You know, I'm going to pause this. All right, so now that we got you a drink, I feel bad. I'm sorry, Rachel. We waited half the show for I'll you to- I'll put it in the Yelp review. Yeah, like yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, so, running gun, Keith, you have your timer up? I'm ready. What is your favorite gun in your personal collection? 1301. What gun would you buy if money was no object? Joe Chambers, 1911, 2000, excuse me, 2011. If you could have a drink with one person living or dead, who would it be? I don't like people. Can it be a dog? Sure. Sure. <laughs> cool. All dogs. <laughs> Favorite caliber? Nine millimeter. Favorite hobby, not gun related? Archery. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Hmm. I think it's strength. All hell breaks loose. Is it better to be armed or trained? Trained. Is it better to be loved or feared? Hmm. Tough call. <sighs> I'm going to go with feared. Rifle, pistol, or shotgun? Depends on the application, but I do love me some shoddy. Yeah. You're in the worst scenario imaginable. Who do you want to have your back other than your spouse? Ben. I, I, what, what was the, I'm sorry, the first part of that question? You're in the worst scenario imaginable. Oh, okay. Who do you want to have your back other than your spouse? Other than my spouse. Good God. I, I, there I, for a reason. I, there for a reason. I want, that one's tough. Uh, you can tell how much of a loner I am on my own. Um, hmm. Pink shirt? <sighs> I mean, Sean's absolutely an animal. That's for sure. He's a, he's a, is incredibly talented. Um, but I mean, I don't I don't know. Gosh, oh God, I'm under time, man. I'm oh, losing my part time like that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. Uh, let's see. Anybody up? Uh, worst scenario and oh gosh, Yeti. <sighs> A lot of instructors you work with. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I'm running through everybody. I'm going to go. I mean, you know what? I'm going to say Craig because I think he's most well-rounded. All right. <laughs> Craig Douglas. <laughs> it's okay. time for Top Gear. Let us test it before you invest it. There's no way that beat the, beat the record. It's not the record. But you're in good company. You're you're with Clint Smith and Mas, Masad Ayub. Yeah. So you're, right. you're in good company. <laughs> it's all of course, good. Of course, um, Masad was like as methodical as Masad always yeah, is. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to say you and Ben both say you don't like people <laughs> a lot. I feel like ben, they only like each yeah. other as people. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because all you do is work with people. I know. Well, so I mean, when I say that, like the truth of that is, it's like it's uh, it's the herd that I can't get you know, through that's, yeah. that's the part that just makes me crazy. Like the herd response is always the wrong response. Yeah. Um, the individual is, is the person I like to work with. And that's the person that I'll join for dinner. Um, and I'm, you know, happy to chat and all of that stuff. But, uh, 
but yeah, I think, uh, you know, you, you constantly see the herd response and go, my God, what are you doing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So on this episode of top gear, Keith and I review our new range bags and Rachel gives us an education on tritium. Sure. Which we've already gotten a lot of that, but yeah. we're going to talk more specific to product. Cool. And Top Gear is brought to you by Ridgeline Defense. I told you Alex was one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ridgeline is one of the nation's premier training facilities and offers programs based on proven tactics and real world experience. Their highly trained staff specializes in pistol, carbine, precision rifle, breaching, sniper operations, and low visibility force protection. If you're looking to take your skills to the next level, you found your new training partner. Check them out at RidgelineShooting.com. And while you're here, Truth. you can speak to how Truth. awesome they are. All right? day. Yeah. yeah. And that facility, I mean, phenomenal. Incredible. And watching them grow, um, you know, it's just been a joy. I mean, the, there's... The facility sounds awesome. It's yeah. incredible, but like, I just need you to understand, I've seen it from before it was another range, and there were great people working there then. But yeah. uh, what they're doing and what they're accomplishing because there's no one in their way. And I think there's uh, something to be said for someone who has a vision and someone who has real experience, but then also has people that enables them to follow that through. Um, And that's a a perfect example of, of trusting someone who knows what they're doing and has the background to be able to articulate how it's going to come to fruition incredible facility yeah. and great. And, and if contract. you're out there listening, you know, I mean, I do the ad read and whatnot and, you know, we've had Alex on the show <clears throat> and you guys are a sponsor of chopping it up, but you know, the company you keep, so they say, right? Like, yeah. like, like you notice there's a trend here. The people we're working with, the people we're dealing with, the people we talk to and have on the show, they all deal with each other for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's they, not haven't, a they haven't kicked us out yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the operative word. <laughs> Tread lightly here. Uh, all right. So Keith, let's do the bag. Let's okay. So is this the, this is a, this so, is the safari, safari land bag. bag. Yeah, yeah. I saw you guys posting about this. Um, Move some of this stuff out of the way. I so just, can I, can I start? Yeah, really please quick? go so, ahead. I'm sorry. So yeah, this yeah. is the safari land. I don't even you pull it up. Maybe it's the safari yeah. land. It's their backpack range pack and these were we each got one mine is in um coyote yours is in gray not that that really matters but these were gray is better i mean obviously you're always gray (laughs) i'm with you on that keith thank you (laughs) (laughs) i always go coyote you always that's our colors yeah yeah well i started there and now i gotta go now i gotta go with it yeah that's right you gotta be cool guy right gotta keep keep either black or gray uh, I for a while i was black and then i switched somewhere along the line but anyway these were gifts uh from jared reston i want to put that out there uh we were on the show after we're talking and you asked about range bags and he said i'm gonna yeah i mean uh, it was a very generous very generous completely unsolicited it was more of like i really wanted his ben was in the studio too i I really wanted their opinion on i was ready to purchase a range bag i i needed an upgrade and i was ready to purchase one and ben gave some great suggestions actually he had suggested a camera book bag that yeah so that uh that comes from me oh he did not <laughs> give did you not credit yeah, that. no i know i try not to steal his thunder <laughs> on some stuff but i am the gear person in the house okay um, okay but uh, backpacks indiscriminate of who's making them are king. Yeah, big, that is the way to go. Never, I never thought I would love a backpack. Yeah. Love a backpack. I'm, I'm Hands, are free. Yep. Hands are free. Hands are free. It's it and this particular this bag. It's the Shooter's Range backpack. So it's and, two hundred dollars. Yes. So it, it's a little spendy, but for you're what not, you you're not going to need another one for what you get. It's amazing. Yeah. So 
I don't know if you you wanted to keep continuing to start or if I'm free to go. You give a few things, then I'll All give right. a few things. So, well, the top two things that I like, and I'm sorry if they're the things that you want to talk about, are the ammo garage at the bottom. Yep. It's uh, so it's got a, a zipped uh, pocket in the middle or in the main part of the book bag at the bottom that is really for your ammo, and it, it it's perfect. Um, it's, and it's it's. A garage. It literally looks like a garage. It's a garage. It's a garage. You, it's a garage. You, you put your boxes in there, and then above it is a hard ceiling with another major component there, for like your belt and your holsters. That's what I put in mine anyway. I had uh, what do I have? My binos in there. I have like my case, my big case for my yeah. Binos would be great in there. Rangefinder would be good range in there. Um, yep. You know anything like that? Big stuff. Big stuff. And then I put on the very top, the top case. I put my uh, my ear pro. Ear Pro and iPro in there. That's what I have in mind. My iPro, you know, I have. Yeah, you're fancy. I, I have fancy iPros. So my so iPro is there is a and, giant case. I took them out and just left just the the single iPro okay. in there, and then it, the case, it will fit. Yep. So you, you know, it's definitely customizable. But the <clears> second <throat> thing that I love was actually something that I didn't even know came with the bag. You showed me this, Mike, and that is uh, Rachel. Uh, the other side. Pull, pull oh, gotcha. Okay. Pull that zipper out. And so this is the a pocket in between your um, straps and your back. Basically, your back is against another pouch. Right. Right. And it has... A, like for pistols. For pistols. Yeah. So like to your point before where you were like, it's a little spendy and you guys just listed out all the stuff that you're carrying in this bag. Uh, if you do a quick, like just round up, I mean, you're probably putting like easily before the gun gets in there, probably close to $500 worth of gear. My, my, if we're excluding ammo, right. So maybe adding in correct. a couple boxes. So, I mean, to, to, to the point of 200 bucks, guys, you need to spend some money. If it's carrying all of your important stuff. Yeah. 100%. Well, you just need to. You're throwing binos in there or a spy. I mean, that you could have the, uh, you could have, you know, very expensive equipment that you want to protect. The other nice thing about this bag is you can lay it flat on the back where the straps are and you can get into it like a traditional rain bag. What I like is that, so right now it's sitting on the table. It, it sits perfectly upright. It's not, not going to fall yeah. over. No, it'll no, also, no, like folding or cre creasing. It'll lay on its back, like Keith is saying. Uh, it has a rain fly. So yeah. there's on the bottom, there's a little pocket. You unzip it and a rain fly pulls out and you can cover the whole bag with the rain fly, which is sweet. I don't know if you know this or not, Keith. There's also these straps. I didn't know what to use those for. I can tell you. Okay. These straps uh, hang at the top of the pack. It's a little hard to explain. And they have little buckles and it's for you to hang your battle belt off of. Oh, I was stuffing my battle belt mm. in. <laughs> nope, I just found you more real estate. Okay, you found me some more, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but your battle belt hangs right here and it just hangs behind you. So when I first got it, I was a little overwhelmed with the amount of pocket space. It's a lot. And then I unloaded my own range, my old range bag, and I was like, I don't have enough pockets. Yeah. So um, well, the other thing I like about it, so we've kind of described there's a pocket on top. That's where your your pro is. Right. There's the main big pocket, which there are some compartments in that main com that main compartment. Mag mag holders. Mag right? holders. Uh, little pockets. Little pockets. You yeah. can put a number of different things in there. Yep. You could open it up, Rachel. Then there's uh, the the ammo garage, and then on the sides of it, there's one really large pocket, and within mm. that, there's a smaller pocket. Correct. And then on the other side of the bag, there are three 
pockets, a small, medium, and large. And so where I'm going with this is there's all these compartmentalized compartments. And what I like about that is like, I know right now where stuff is. And there's a pocket where, oh, I don't use this stuff very often, that's where this stuff is. And there's a pocket like, this is where my iPro is and my ear pro. There's a pocket for, this is where my staple gun is. Like everything kind of has its own little home. Mm -hmm. And for me, I like that. I like having spots for everything. So uh, I carried it at the two gun competition. And when it started the day, I had 300 rounds of pistol ammo, 45. I had 225 or 200, 220 rounds of 223. Mm -hmm. I had my range belt. I had my ear pro. I had my eye pro. I had um, multiple magazines for rifle and pistol. All of this is in the bag, and I was able to carry this thing on my back. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Totally comfortable. Um, and I also then I had my rifle slinged around the front with, with uh, not to – do another shameless plug, but a flatline fiber coast sling. I had that in the front. I had um, my pistol in the back pocket with the with the um, with the pistol bag, and I was walking around like no problem. I was comfortable. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good. I got lighter as the day went on. I bet I definitely got lighter <laughs> as the day got on, which yeah. was nice. Yeah. But can you imagine like all of that kit on like a a one Schultz, you yeah, know, like 21 carry. jump street. We're, yeah. we're two straps now. Okay. Yeah. Rachel, like, we need to have my old bag free. was like an old, like just school swing, book bag. The pendulum <laughs> yeah. thing that happens uh, with the you single chiropractor strap. when you're done. You got to oh, get yeah, adjusted. Absolutely. So yeah. I worked at a range that was across the street from a methadone clinic <laughs> and it was a war zone. It was a very bad town. There's a lot of Jamaican gangs and you know, five foot three female me would be closing up the range at like nine, 10 o'clock at night. And I mean, into a war zone and the let I hated the did fact they, did they call, did they go shorty, yo shorty. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it was like, it was one of those situations where if anybody with half a brain, um, wanted to get a free gun, they were going to try and come after me. Oh, right. God. Cause it's easy prey. Cause there's no one at they no think, one there. They think easy prey. Yeah. They think, well, that's fine. <laughs> I like to lean into it. It makes it easier for me. But, um, but I'm still a small human being walking out of a range in a dimly lit doorway with an unwieldy single strap. Bag. I was like, man, this is the worst because I, I'm going to have to dump that bag to get to gun. Yeah. Having a backpack on me, my hands are free. Yep. There's Boy, a whole definitely. element to that where it's beyond yep. the fact that you get to manage your rifle if you're slung. Yep. I I knew I wanted a backpack when this when this. When I didn't this know. Came up. I didn't know what I was missing. I, so much I, better. You were right. Yeah. yeah, it was a good call. The best part about it was this was not on my radar until Jared recommended it. Yeah, and, and one other thing it does come with is you had mentioned that pistol storage area. Yeah, it has. Uh, one or two pistol pouches that it comes with. One. Yeah. One, 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 one is oh, in there, carries but it pistols. can carry two pistols. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, it comes with that as well. Well, which is great if you're doing like USPSA or something like that. You know, you have to have a, a, a bag to carry your firearm yeah. from station to station. Like that's just the way they want it yep. to be done. You're in. And yep. it came with the bag. I, I would go highly recommend. I mean, I, I think it's a really, really nicely thought out and well laid out bag and and we are talking about it being 200 is a bit pricey but you know mediocre bags are 100 bucks right you know well, right yeah i mean 80 and bucks made well here's what happens with mediocre bags so where, where you when you guys were chatting and you saw me <clears> like <throat> picking at the bag 
things I'm looking for um, in these bags are like how well they're sewn into double stitched. Yeah. And so like if they're reinforced, if they're framed, like that's clearly got some sort of frame thing going on element. As you mentioned before, it's standing up on the table frame helps take the weight off the body. Um, I did a, I did a lot of rucking on purpose. Um, and so, um, that you just, you by nature start to get really picky about bags, um, when you're carrying weight. And so it's important for anything that's going to be carrying the, the, the weight that you're going to have in there. And also the monetary value to have reinforced stitching and to have a solid strap input so that it's not going to fail, rip and fall off. So that's going to buy nature. There's a lot of details. There's also locking zippers yep. on the yes. side there. Didn't There's a lot that. of details that they dug into and you're going to have to pay for that. Um, but and let's guys, be honest. If it, you have a hundred dollar bag, like from another brand, yep. it's going to die. And then you're yeah. going to buy another hundred dollar bag right. again. Right. It's really worth waiting Why? the time it will take you to save that extra hundred bucks. I was going to say, and it's the far land. Yeah, you know what I mean? mean? Like no, it's, a, it's a quality brand, sure. you know, um, yeah. it is missing one thing in my opinion. Uh, I wish that there was a way for me to find my zipper pulls in the dark. Oh, so I Rachel, like is, yeah. is there, is there a way? Is something that <laughs> maybe we can. Excellent segue. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, that's one of the things that it had training uh, I wheels. That segue had training wheels you. on it. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean it was a good softball. It was a ground ball. I'll pick that up. Um, no, so uh one of the things that um, on bags like this that is legitimately very complicated, especially if you decide to go for the black bag. Like, so that's very common for me. A lot of things that I have are black. I, I try and tell people, listen, unless you're being issued kit, your med kit shouldn't be black. Your, your tourniquet should not be black. If you're a civilian and you're out in the ether, your medical gear should be blaze. It should be something other than the rest of your kit. So that if God forbid you have to tell someone, mm-hmm. like if I have to direct you to, to get, get to my tourniquet and I tell you it's the black thing and everything <laughs> I have on my body is, is black, black. Yep. guess what? That's wasted time, yeah. right? So with bags that are, are dark like that, and if you get into low light training, which we all should be doing because that's just a vital, vital element. No matter training, how uncomfortable it is. Yes, <laughs> and, and that's fine. Like be uncomfortable in a safe environment and learn how to deal with that stress so yep. you can solve it in the real scenario. But part of training in that environment is needing to be able to access your gear without white lighting. We, we call it like you, you white light ND, like you pop <laughs> your light on. Yep. And if, if you're... If you're, um, I'm trying to think of the, the non-cancelable safe way of saying somebody who's really into gear, <laughs> I can't think of the, the safe way to say it, but if you're really into uh, gear, <laughs> yeah, if you're really into gear, that's, uh, that's safe. As simple as I can make it. Um, you, you most likely have a high lumen, um, flashlight. So that means anytime that thing goes on, it's, it's a lot and it's yep. going to ruin your natural night vision, which we all have, unless you have a massive vitamin B deficiency. Um, so we need to be able to access those components. So just as you highlighted, there's all these cool compartments on that Safari land bag. If you wanted to put a tritium fob on there from our glow rhino company, and it happens to be either a member of the spark family, which we offer in a five color pack, or it's one of our embers or it's the green or the blue, um, sparks that will indicate without blowing up your night vision, which packet or which section of your bag you're going into. 
Um, I keep them on my mag bags because I'm often walking back to my bag to get more mags, to re re replenish mags in between evolutions. And so people, because obviously this is audio only, um, I promise video's coming, guys. Uh, <laughs> basically, what the Glow Rhino is, is there are these little fobs. They're kind of in like that quartz crystal shape. They almost yeah. look like that. Yeah. But inside Fair. there's tritium. Yep. And they glow. We Earlier, we uh, took a break and we paused the show. We had the lights off and they are super bright. I mean, very, very bright. And you're not going to not be able to find your stuff. Yeah. And you're not just putting these things in in fobs, you're putting them on, uh, on, on knives as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. and knives, pry bars, mm -hmm. all kinds of good stuff. And, and it's hard because, you know, we're so used to fumbling around and I will tell you as someone who has to travel for night fishing, for OFT, um, for glow rhino, uh, I'm not in the same place. I'm not at home. I don't have the luxury of just saying them, you know, to the rest of the world when they push back and they say, well, you know, you should know your own furniture and your own layout. Well, that's cool, but I'm in a different place right. on a frequent basis. And the reality is-, is I really is, like the idea on an IFAC, by the way. Yes. That's a yeah. really good idea. Yeah. IFAC is a very good idea. And the reality is you can memorize your pack or your gear as much as you want. When you're in a high stress situation yeah. and there's a lot of other things going on, you you don't you don't want to rely on mm -hmm. that memory. You yeah. want to be able to to yep. have multiple layers. Yeah. Right. And to, if you to be don't able if you don't believe what what Keith is saying, guys, if you've ever not found your phone or your keys and started <laughs> yeah. found yourself slapping your whole body, yeah, that's that's a window. That's a sliver into yep. yeah. the the stress response. Yeah. If you have a medical emergency, listen. Yeah. I like it when Rachel's around. She likes my taste in a lot of things. And <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it is important to be able to locate your stuff, and you should not have to um, be like fumbling around in the dark. And and you know, I mentioned this before. Everybody's like, "Well, I got a white light." And I'm like, "Hey, you got a flashlight? Good for you. Find your flashlight. Right, if it's off it. your body." It's a problem. And this is where, again, like people, we don't live perfect lives. These things happen when things are imperfect. What about um, when you drop stuff? You yeah. drop, absolutely. You know? That's that's exactly my point. Like you, if you trip, you, excuse me, you trip, you fall, you drop anything. If you're in a car accident and it's nighttime, things go everywhere. Yeah. And it is just a problem that you can solve. This, this is the point of this company is like, we can solve this problem. Um, the embers are nineteen ninety nine. Our sparks are twelve ninety nine. Yeah, and it is the highest quality tritium. It's but because we're importing so much, we can get the price down. So this right. is a twenty dollar The spark is experiment. just smaller, right? That's yeah. what they're they're tiny. but it's enough. I mean, we have a couple of them yep. here on the table. I yeah, they're. Uh, let's see, is that one one? No, this is the. Uh, the there's a spark there for you. And but they're they're they are smaller, but they're completely. Bright yeah. enough and big enough to be able well, to and I'll, I'll give you an example. My, uh, I have an IFAC in my uh, console in my truck. So when I lift the, the handle up, it's Velcroed on the, on the cover. Mm -hmm. So I can lift and rip, mm -hmm. right? But if it were dark and God forbid something happened, I can get to that. That's gross motor skill. Sure. But now finding the zippers, mm -hmm. right? Like Correct. that's a yeah. whole nother thing, whole right? Nother. In, the, in the dark. And so just having that little spark <laughs> having that little spark of light to just be like there it is i can, I can sure. get to that yeah is a, is a big thing even during the day so like truck owners if you have the full-size bed and you don't like if if stuff shifts around and something's all the way in the back of the bed 
Yep. It gets pretty dark back there. If you have a hard cover, like a, one of those Tornos or yep. any of the number of brands that exist out there, if stuff is slid to the back of the bed and you need it, these are fantastic indicators for that. Yeah. And are they going to last uh, the same amount of time as the night sights? Correct. Yep. Okay. Yep. You should see them last at least 12 years, if not more. 12 mm. years is the absolute basic half-life. Um, for night sights, we try and put as much tritium in there as possible because um, we feel very strongly about ensuring that we are a participant in you surviving whatever mm -hmm. awful scenario that you've had to um, go to gun for. So that's um, that's absolutely something that we stand by. But for our fobs, we put a, I believe we put about the same amount of tritium in there. Um, but these guys are also like great additions for tents, like tent mm -hmm. zippers. Oh my God. Um, I, go, I do a oh, camping trip every year and every year yeah. I, I do drink a little bit on the trip, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't find the damn thing, you yeah. know, and like yeah. I'm grabbing the wrong one. Yeah. That's actually a really good yeah. idea. So, yeah. um, our Overland friends are big, big, big fans of yeah. this. So like, well, I was gonna say the one thing, the one thing that I think is cool about this is you guys have your night sights mm -hmm. and that's gun industry. Sure. But, and this is just kind of like the bigger picture for me is this is more of like an EDC for anybody, mm -hmm. right? This could be oh, like yeah. the most like crunchy granola kind of like, Without you know, hates question. guns. Yeah. And in some way, maybe that kind of bridges a gap between like, look, like we all, these are all just tools, sure. right? Yeah. And, and it's kind of a cool kind of links the two kinds of people together. Mm -hmm. And that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Keith has the pry bar in his hand. This is really cool. It I, is really cool. Uh, I was trying to figure out like, is this a whole vial? Like mm -hmm. how it is, okay. Yeah, that's an XL vial. Um, we put those in our scales for our uh, Benchmade models that we have scales for, for the bug outs. And then we also have them in scales for our spider codes. And so to try to describe this for the listeners, it's I'm pointing to the, the part of the pry bar that would obviously illuminate or glow, you know, with mm -hmm. uh, in, in, in the dark. And um, it's a lot larger than... Um, than like the spark or the ember, but it it still glows. And the pry bar is a titanium bar. Correct, it's and, titanium. Yeah, yep. and it basically has like a, a bottle a, opener. A pry bar and a bottle sure. opener. Yep. Yeah, people find that these are really useful for like opening boxes. Uh, and as silly as that sounds, I know we all have nope, a prime addiction. Mike, Mike He's laughing at me. <laughs> it's either prime or big text because yeah. I think yeah. big text ships faster <laughs> than prime. Um, but it's a great way to just kind of save the, your knife blade mm. uh, because yes, yes, of course you can with your knife, but that will at least avoid cutting into like a barrel yeah. or paper. If you're getting something like that on a regular basis in boxes, yeah. they're real, can, really useful can for that. Open a regular can on a mm -hmm. bottle uh, with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Let's be honest. That's what I would use it for. My I life, could right? see myself using this as a, as a screwdriver in a yep. couple cases. It works for that. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that'll suffer some optics, right? Some, mm -hmm. some of the wider faced adjustments, windage and elevation on certain oh, optics Oh, that's a good idea. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really great idea for yeah. that. Yeah. So, I mean, these are meant to be tools as you, as you said, um, they tend to find themselves, uh, finding their way into your everyday life. Um, I will say I got one on my keys and I lived life, I thought, perfectly fine before I had him on there. Yeah. But uh, you save I time now. Live on a mountain and we lose power. And yeah. it's cool to okay. be able to just like grab my keys without hesitation when there's yeah. no power. There you go. So cool. These also suffer um, no issues with weather. So if like, you have boats, these are great uh, on boat keys. Uh, okay. And uh, we absolutely have one they, in the. Um, will they go underwater? 
Yeah, they have yeah, hundred percent waterproof because there's no electronics. Cool. Yeah. So they'll 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 be fine in water. We have one in the Antarctic as well. They do fine in heat and cold. Wow. Okay. Very cool. Rachel, I want to thank you for coming in the studio and sharing your background, your training philosophies with us. Thank you. I've heard nothing but great things about night vision and appreciate you giving us the opportunity to see some of the products firsthand. Uh, I've seen them on the website plenty, but it, having something in your hand is a, is a big difference for sure. I hope you had a good time. I had and, a blast. And I, and I hope you'll consider coming back on and joining us as a guest host on Chopping It Up. And we'll offer you a drink early on next time. <laughs> <laughs> promise, <laughs> promise, promise, promise. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the, op- the opportunity to be able to talk about all the brands and just chat in general. Oh, it was a lot of fun. To everyone listening, we want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to tune into our show. You can find links in the show notes to all of our social media. So be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Discord, so we can keep the conversation going. 